welcome to Community Connecting Through Conversations with Crystal and Esme. Brought to you by the South Omaha Community Care Council and the Omaha Community Foundation. Hello to our listeners. This is Esmeralda Acosta with the South Omaha Community Care Council. I am here with our co uh, other host too. She's, <laughs> I, I guess I'm host today. She's today joining us as a guest. So, yes, thank you. Um, but she's here on a different role today. She's here with uh, C&W Alliance. And I'm here looking at your uh, flyer and it says, that stands for Courage, Networking, and Willpower. Yes, yes. So good morning, everyone. Welcome back. And I hope you're not tired yet of hearing our voices. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank you guys for joining and listening again uh, for another episode. Uh, and yes, I'm here today um, with my agency, uh, CNW Alliance, which does stands for uh, Courage, Networking, and Willpower. And we work with, um, we're a service provider for youth who are on probation. And so we offer day and evening reporting services and family support services. And then also we're part of the community. So community support. Wow. That's a lot of good stuff for um, the community. How did you get into it? So tell me like what, where did CNW come from? So your um, history kind of in the community and then where did this like need, like I want to do this. So, I mean, I've been working, I think now everybody knows now that for like the past 10 years or over 10 years, I've been working with youth. Mm -hmm. And so the teenagers are really like, um, they're dear to my heart. Um, you know, as everybody knows, like the struggles of just being a teenager, trying to navigate, not being a child, but then also, you know, trying to act like an adult, but you're not really an adult. So it just kind of puts, you know, youth in a, in a complicated space sometimes. And then when, you know, things are not ideal in your neighborhood or in your family and things are happening, it's, it just gets very muddy. So lots of new experiences and different layers. Yeah. So for us, like I um, was working as a as a tracker for a few years um, and noticed that there was a big need um, for bilingual. What's a tracker? A tracker. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a person that monitors an EM, like electronic monitor, like or an ankle monitor oh, for the youth who are on probation. Okay. Those. Yeah. So what I would do is basically do a lot of curfew checks. Um, obviously see where the youth were at their location and also ensure that they were in a safe space. Um, we also, you know, as part of it, we did some mentoring, mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the youth that I said I work with and I had a big caseload was uh, with the Hispanic community. And so we worked all over Omaha, um, well, Douglas and Sarpy County. Who so are you working with? We like Before we were working with community-based services. Okay. And now, so from there, we saw there was a big need for bilingual you know, bilingual um, providers. And we noticed that there were day reporting because there's several day reporting centers in Omaha um, and in Bellevue, but there was not one in the South Omaha community. Mm. So, but I, yeah, so we saw that my husband and I, because he is, his name is Will. Hi, baby, where you're at. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I> Will. <laughs> yeah, so we saw that there was a need in South Omaha because it, we were serving a lot of, um, you know, youth that we had to turn away because we were at like caseload. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that service ended in July of, oh my God, like over a year now. So, and then it turned into like a community youth coaching. And so we decided just with the pandemic, like we didn't really want to travel all over town every day because a lot of the part of what we did was driving okay. um, to like, you know, youth's houses is especially during the pandemic. Uh, we still had to do those curfew checks. We still had to check on the youth. Um, 
So then when putting yourself out there, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I mean, it it was risky. Yeah, it was bad. Well, we actually ended up getting COVID. Um, yeah, the whole house. So that was, we were out for about a month, but after that, like, we just realized like, no, we need, we want to be able to serve youth at a larger scale. And we want to be able to have, be in a location where youth can come to us as well. So that's kind of where we started thinking about these day, day reporting, um, centers. We saw there was not one in South Omaha. And then we were fortunate enough to be part of a lot of like juvenile justice groups and, you know, the South Omaha violence intervention and prevention meetings Mm -hmm. and i realized like you know servando and because i'm we're at victory boxing club by the way yeah oh i was just i was like we've talked about where you're at where is it yeah central Mm -hmm. and so that was like just the perfect location that's a great partnership right there Mm -hmm. yeah so perfect location for us to be and so we're there now um serving youth um you know every day and so we've been having you know steady clients we're building our programming and I know um, we're going to be serving the parents as well by providing, you know, just uh, support family for support groups. So there's just a lot of stuff that we're, we're doing, trying to get to support these families and youth as much as we can to kind of, our goal is to prevent them from getting into the system. So we already work with the ones that are system involved, but we're also providing services for those who are not system involved yet. So beforehand, before they get to that preventative Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Well, I want to get into like what kind of like the actual like specific services you're doing. But tell me about how these families come to you and what are their needs? So primarily we get the reports, you know, like I said, from the referrals from probation. So those youth already have like a specific need. So they may have gone through several services and, you know, has they haven't worked yet or it's just um is it like truancy and stuff yeah so we have true i mean truancy is a big one but we have other um i don't want to say charges because they these mm-hmm. youth have not been charged yet yeah. so they're in the part of the rehabilitation service uh process so we have um so we have the those that are come from directly from probation but then we also have community referrals okay. um you know we have because we we I'm going to say I have worked in the South Oma community for a long time. And so a lot of people remember kind of what I do. So mm-hmm. they'll reach out to me either directly. Um, also, Beto Gonzalez, uh, you know, he's no longer the gang intervention specialist, but he still calls me and says, hey. Where's he at now? Um, he's at UNMC. UNMC, that's right. Yeah. Um, working with, I believe, gun trauma, like gun shot wounds oh, wow. trauma. Mm-hmm. So right up his alley. Yeah. Doing a lot of great work there, too. <clears throat> But so he'll refer, he'll, you know, people will still reach out to him and he'll ask me if I can come, you know, reach out to those families. And that's kind of how we get them. Like we get them. And then we also get some through our website, which is cnwalliance.org. So we've been getting a lot of referrals from there too, just more from the schools. Um, We've had an increase in um, social workers from elementaries actually reaching out to us. What? Tell me about that. Yeah, these, well, they're having the majority are sixth graders who okay. are having behavioral issues like walking out of the class, you know, mm-hmm. using profanity, mm-hmm. um, doing inappropriate stuff like, you know, vaping or stuff like that in the Ooh, bathroom. So stop. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. just trying to talk to them, um, trying to talk to them and just seeing what's going on before they hit middle school trying and those, cool. yeah, <laughs> before they hit middle school and high school and those, you know, um, those behaviors end up land them in, in the juvenile justice system. So we've been working with families 
um, from those schools, from those elementary schools that, you know, kind of providing resources. Um, a lot of it, too, is just kind of telling the parents, like, they they have control. So they are the parents. And because a lot of them feel like, you know, once their child starts acting out, being in, you know, being in um, kind of unruly. Yeah. Well, they feel like, you know, they can't tell their children anything because, you know, the, their children will call the police and they will get in trouble. So there's that oh, big misconception that. So I'm like, no, you can, there's other things that you could do, um, you know, like by taking away internet, which is so crazy to me because <laughs> that's a punishment, <laughs> um, taking away their cell phone, things like that. I mean, I suggest to a lot of parents, like, do not get your child a cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like when they're young and in elementary, I know that we all worry about mm-hmm. our children, um, but the use of cell phone at a very young age really causes a lot of issues in school. Really exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. And teachers, what I found out is that teachers can't take away the cell phone. They can ask for it. But if the child refuses to give up the cell phone, they can't do anything about it. But call the parent and say, hey, you need to come get your child from school. Wow. So if any parents were escalate thinking, quickly. So yeah. Like if any parents are thinking of getting the child a cell phone, hold off as much as possible. You know, good um, advice. Yeah, just because it just causes those teachers um, just a lot of, I mean, just disruption. Mm -hmm. And then the kids are more distracted on their phone than Mm -hmm. they are paying attention in class. But yeah, that's so we've been getting our referrals that way. Um, So you said you do day day and evening reporting, family support service, and then community support service. Um, You've talked a little bit about the strategies and um, just some of the tools that you might be sharing with parents. Is there anything more that you might be going into the home and doing with them? So when we go into the uh, home to offer the family support service, it's really family centered. Mm -hmm. So we go in there, you know, obviously there is a crisis. Um, It could be behavioral or something like that. Um, But we really ask, like, what do you need help with? Mm -hmm. Right. And so whatever they tell us they need help with first is what we address or the first few things. Then, um, after that, like obviously being in the home, we we kind of assess the needs of the family. And after that, we'll suggest like, hey, I see that, you know, um, you may also need a pantry or there's is services to help you with your light bill or your rent, like rent assistance. Um, then also then we refer to other community agencies who may be able to better serve them. Um, what we've seen with the family. So we are a crisis um, intervention service. That's what... Um, our center is. And so what we see is that when these families need, you know, they're in crisis or they, you know, whatever it is that it may be, they don't reach out to, um, they don't always reach out to like the community agencies that are in the area, right? Because they, they, whatever they're going through is so hard for them that it, they're so focused on it that it's hard for them to go take a parenting class or, to go um, sit somewhere for three hours to learn a, a new skill. So what we do first is that we we help them. We kind of put up, we say, put out a fire, right? Okay. So if there's behavior issues with the child, we'll first try and, and tell the parent, like, all right, well, we need to set some ground rules. We need to have some consequences and some rewards. We tell them, you know, you have to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. We talk um, about ways of communication. So you know, letting a parent know. I know like I grew up in a family where yelling, everybody else thought we were yelling, but we were just loud. Mm -hmm. But even that, like if a child is 
constantly stimulated, right? And then something sets them off, it's just gonna, it's just gonna make it even worse. So for us, it's sometimes telling the parent, like, you know, let's try not saying so many cuss words or let's try. And we always approach that very delicately because I mean, we don't, no parent likes to be told what to do, Mm -hmm. but we just suggest it and we'll say, hey, you know, instead of reacting this way, um, how about you respond? And so we give them those tools. And usually about two, two weeks in, we see a little bit of improvement. Um, Now, sometimes there are some youth that they're not really going to, they're they're still on that path of like self-destruction. So when that happens, we just have to tell the parents, like, you have to stay calm. You have to follow the protocols. You know, if your child runs, you know, leaves the house, call them and missing, you know, call them and missing so that at least, you know, there's a report out there. If they're caught doing something, they'll bring them right back to you. Mm -hmm. So we do have to tell parents that as well, like, because there's some youth that just don't something's going on yeah that they're or maybe they're already like kind of in in gangs and or they're in that path so that's very strong so they have a relationship yeah yeah. so we just have to keep parents calm and just say you know i understand like this is your child and but we it's very important for them to stay stay calm and also not neglect other people in their family you know other people in family or children because a lot Mm. of parents too i mean it, it doesn't sound crazy to me but it does sound interesting that there's parents that you know, end up almost getting divorced because of the behaviors of their children. Yes, so we have, that. yeah, so we have um, worked with with parents as well and said, hey, it's you two against the behavior of the child, mm-hmm. right? So just reminding them but that. I, to bring them back and look at the big picture. Yeah, just reminding them because, you know, it's so easy. And I mean, I don't know if it's happened to you. Like, mm-hmm. I know you have young children, but where it's like, you'll have one opinion and your husband will have oh, another yeah. opinion. And then you guys uh, kind totally. of like, you guys will end up kind of like bickering back and forth and the child's just that kind of like, better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the child's doing it right. <laughs> and the child's just kind of be like, okay, I'm over here. My, <laughs> yeah, you know, unaffected. And then that, <laughs> um, that kind of creates an animosity between like the parents. So we've mm. actually worked with parents a lot as well. Um, you know, my husband and I really believe that the, you know, fathers play an important role. So when we find households that, have a father in the family we like to ask you know what what is your role what do you you know what are your what are your thoughts and really involve them in the process with their children so really helping them identify their role and mm-hmm. tools that they have and really some great strategies they they can learn and implement in their family um tell me about how long so you mentioned you've been working with some families for a few weeks mm-hmm. like what does the lifeline look like so our um we try to get obviously as the them help keep them like to address that the um the situation they're in as soon as possible but we've been working we've had some families that we've been working for four months just because you know we'll put out one fire and everything will be good i'm gonna say it's like a honeymoon stage for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks and then there will be another flare-up of of situation it could be the same or it could be a different so we just kind of, it just depends. But like right now we have our, like the family that we work with the longest is four months. Um, but it just, it just depends. I mean, we try to get them once we do um, help them with their situation, try to get them into other organizations that are doing great work where they could, you know, take advantage of those services. But we always kind of leave that door open saying, Hey, if something else happens, just give us a call. And that's what usually what they do. 
Um, can, is there a family or um, a youth that comes to mind thinking about like outcomes and success stories? Oh, um, well, in our day reporting, so our day and evening reporting centers, we obviously like we supervise the youth, right? And then we provide programming. And what we, are the times? So we have our day reporting from nine to three. Okay. And then our evening reporting is from three to six. Okay. So we'll have youth during the day reporting that maybe have to work on schoolwork. Um, they're probably like in transit, maybe if they got suspended or they are in transition to move schools and they just need to have supervision. Mm -hmm. So we'll provide programming based on like decision-making, anger management. Um, we help them find employment. If that's something that they need, we've taken youth to go get um, driver's license or an ID if they need that. Oh. But right now we have a youth. Um, he keeps coming back, which... <laughs> we, well, you guys are a victory boxing try. club. That sounds fun. Yeah, we try <laughs> to keep him. Well, he just has, he gets suspended from school. So we try to, every time, you know, encourage him to not engage. Mm -hmm. um, but he keeps coming back. And so we've just joked. He likes being there. And we just joke like, hey, like you're going to shut us down because our, <laughs> we're trying to keep you out of oh, our center. Yeah. You know, it makes, it's funny because we're trying to keep them out of our center, but mm -hmm. we're, we're still open. And so he's... Um, He's one that he's like, he just says like that he hasn't encountered caring adults, mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, he's got his parents in I this thing. say that. Well, he has a relationship with you yeah. all now, I yeah. think. And so I, I know at one point I talked to my husband. I'm like, we're probably going to have to do a mentoring service to be <laughs> like, hey, don't come back to our center for getting suspended, but we'll still yes. hang out. And that's the thing. Like we tell them that they can come back. Like even if they're non like if they are done with probation, they can always come back, um, but obviously you can't come back during school hours. And All right, <laughs> appropriate times. <laughs> yeah, and then we also have another youth um, who um, didn't, well, he first didn't want to be there, but then um, after coming for a few weeks because he was ordered, um, we and we just trying to get to know him. He was very closed off, so trying to get to know him, like just what his interests were, um, and we found out he makes rugs. For a living yeah so Gosh. he makes he, he beautiful like a very deep person <laughs> yeah so beautiful rugs and so he just kind of sells them you know on facebook he'll post a picture and so we had a conversation and i was like just about entrepreneur you know being an entrepreneur and so he was like i don't know how to start that mm -hmm. and so we talked to him a little bit about like look there you could be a small business you could be selling your um your uh rugs your rugs not just on like the marketplace because we mm -hmm. also talked to him about the dangers of you know, selling stuff to, to people he doesn't know. But um, he actually asked us to like, he's like, how do you open a page on Facebook just for the rugs, right? So he, we oh talked God, to him about he? that. He's uh, 17. Okay. And so we taught him, we told him how to do that. So he opened it. And so he like wow. in two days, he had, I don't know how many followers, how many followers he told me, but he was like, oh my God, there's more followers than I have on my Facebook page. Okay. You know, that's what he said. Um, oh, and then funny. also we've, um, so he told us like, cause we asked him, you know, what do you need to build a rug? Like, you know, mm -hmm. Materials. and so he told us that um, um, he needs a board, right? Mm -hmm. So then my husband, what he did is he took him to Menards and they went to go get, you know, whatever the materials that they need for him to build a rug. So he's been building a rug board. Sorry, not a rug, a rug board so he could make bigger rugs. Wow. So there's so much that goes into Yeah. This. So it's just like we found with him, we found like, okay, he just needed, we needed to figure out, build that relationship and just figure out what he, like what he liked. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes 
it's hard connection yeah it's hard for um I don't know like for us sometimes to see like teenagers like again they're they're stuck between you're not a little kid anymore but you're not an adult and so we don't ask like those deep questions sometimes of like what are your interests or what you know we just I think we a lot of them to know yeah or a lot of us yeah um like just kind of just I don't know dismiss them I don't dismiss dismiss them but a lot of you know just Especially because if they've like, been teenagers. how you said getting in you know trouble or you know there's stuff going on situations yeah. and he says he doesn't like school but we are like well if you want to be an entrepreneur and you um want to run a business we're like well you're gonna need education mm-hmm. so now i mean he'll start back up um once his mom signs him up for school but um but that's just one of those like success stories where like they'll come you know they'll come and just hang out or they'll come and do some type of programming and then, you know, hopefully we don't see him back. Oh, that's- <laughs> we'll see him back non-system involved. Yeah, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like over there building co- core memories, you mm-hmm. know, with you guys and ex- important experiences. Yeah. To live their life independently. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, we also do a lot of like, like life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we have them because we provide lunch and a snack. Okay. So during the lunch hour like well well, we had the our boys we had two boys that actually made grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup for us at the club yeah the club (laughs) yeah so So we asked them like from scratch yeah whoa yeah so we asked them um they were i mean they were just seeing them were so proud you know um the the um, there's gonna be a picture on my um on our facebook page too because we have a facebook page cnw alliance and just it's so golden. I I was like, I've made grilled cheese sandwiches, but not like this, wow. you know. And you could just see the pride, like that they cooked. And, so proud of them because they cooked for um for the center. So like we had, th- I think that day we had six total, and they were just in the kitchen making um making grilled cheese sandwiches, you know. So like, and then we always ask, like, you know, there, there's another one. I think one of them had mentioned too that they like they have a Hispanic origin, but they didn't know exactly what it was. They just knew somewhere down the line they were Hispanic. Uh-huh. And so we like talked to them about that, the heritage and what would they like to learn and things like that. And I think one of the young oh, cool young men was like, How do you make those those tacos with the cheese? And I was like, Tacos with the cheese. <laughs> He was talking to about enchiladas. Enchiladas? Okay. Yeah. So quesadillas. <laughs> I know, because I'm like, you know, like a lot of Mexican has the same yes, <laughs> ingredients. They don't tortilla with cheese. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, enchiladas. And he's like, yeah. So we taught him how to do that as well. Um, oh, cool. And then we also teach them how to do micro- microwave meals. So we taught him how to do the enchiladas actually on the stove. But we're like, you know what? If one day, which my mom would call them lazy enchiladas. Okay. But yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> but then we taught them how to do them in the microwave too. Okay. We're like, you just, you know, you, you warm up your tortilla. You know? <laughs> I was like, you warm up your tortilla, you dip it, you roll it, and then you just put it in the microwave and let the cheese melt instead of doing it in the oven. Mm-hmm. So then um, he did say that he made enchiladas, enchiladas for his mom. Yeah, in the really? microwave. Mm-hmm. So like, those are great things. Oh. And we hear from parents too. Like, you know, we have some um, parents that, that want us to like mentor the youth outside. Um, we just tell them like sometimes it gets a little difficult because you know we you're, also have like you and five your kids. <laughs> Do you have anybody else at CNW Alliance besides your husband um, and yourself? So my uh, my mom also is a volunteer. Okay. Um, and then we're always looking for interns who um, are looking for who maybe you're thinking of going into the juvenile justice service. Okay. 
um, sorry, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're always looking. So if we have volunteers, we'll also take them. We also actually, on the t- topic of volunteering, mm-hmm. um, work with like other organizations, um, like businesses who will allow the youth to volunteer mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then we also look at what Share kind of Omaha. So the businesses are more, we've gotten more of the beauty salons who will let us, let the kids barbers. come for a couple hours. Yeah, and barbers who will let them come for a couple hours okay. to kind of, you know, do some tidying up or washing towels. They'll talk to them. We have um, insur- insurance agents as well who will come and say, yeah, they can come and hang out, like learn more about what mm. what do you need to do to be an insurance agent. Um, and then we also get a lot of, so volunteer opportunities from Share Omaha. So we visit that page all the time. And been recently perusing there and there's a lot of, there's like, a lot of things to do. I'm like you, I don't have any time, but I'm like, that sounds fun. I yeah, want to do that. So if you see any of the banners up, um, like whenever they have an event, um, we put those up. Okay, so, so, you know, the 42nd and center, like 42nd and no, it's not center Grover. Um, just the banners that go up on those bridges. We yes. help put those up. Also, um, we also, the kids did a project where they were writing um, chalk on like on the on the sidewalk and stuff as projects for mm-hmm. Share Omaha. Mm-hmm. So we do a I saw lot. That one posted. That's the one they said that looks fun. Yeah. Oh, they <laughs> yes. did that. You, yes. Your kids did that. Yeah, oh, we so there. Cool. We did t- ten locations, so uh-huh. all over town. When did you do that? Um, the we did that in May. In May last mm-hmm. year, or you're going to do it in May? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to do it. In yeah. May. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah, wow. but yeah, we've been doing a lot of we've been practicing ch- like sidewalk chalk art. Good, that's so awesome. that's so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's I mean, so it's a lot of like great things. Um, Community partners, so yeah. they have opportunities to match up with you and um, support the youth and the family at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know we gotta keep an eye on time because I can talk all day about right. about and- the agency, but I wanted to just make sure that you know everybody knew that at CNW Alliance, like we're a youth and family ally. And then um, that we're committed to supporting our community by building relationships and collaborating with local partners, educating our community members about their rights and resources available to them and encouraging them to be the change makers in their own life and community through self-advocacy. So a lot of things that we do with those um, is just teaching parents about their rights and, you know, the rights of the child because, that's something that, you know, they have um, in this family. country, right? And so it doesn't always have to be given by the government, you know, or government can't always take that away. So just empowering those parents to be to be able to um, self-advocate for themselves and then for the youth is really important to us. Wow. So you mentioned Facebook. You mentioned cnwalliance.org. Are those the two places to yes. connect with you? Um, yep. So and then our Facebook page at CNW Alliance. Um, and then you could also call us at 531-777-2567. If you have any questions um, and then reach out. Okay. That sounds good. Um, well, I'm really excited uh, for CNW Alliance and the kiddos that get to participate yeah. and get to know you and your husband. Thanks so much, Crystal. Oh, and you're welcome. Um, listeners, check them out and see how you can connect or volunteer. All right. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Community Connecting Through Conversations with Crystal and Esme. 
Brought to you by the South Omaha Community Care Council and the Omaha Community Foundation.